coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So how does a Brooklyn girl end up on a 40-acre farm out in the boonies in Florida? Did you see Green Acres when you were growing up? (laughs) So I decided I was going to produce wine and food festivals. No stress there. No, no. (laughs) It looks all glamorous from the outside. Yeah. Including last year, the tornado that hit Clearwater Beach was the weekend of our event. So Friday, it came through. We were on the news, and it took down a third of a 30,000-square-foot tent. Oh, wow. Yeah. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Tammy Gale, the president of Saver St. Pete, which replaces Clearwater Beach Uncorked. Saver St. Pete is a huge food and wine and liquor festival spanning two days in downtown St. Pete at North Straub Park the first weekend of November. Our musical guests today are Josh and Chantel Lester from Love and Lament, debuting their new cover of I Melt With You. And we start the show off with Abby's delicious fall galette recipe. We, we have, have a great, great show, show, so stick, stick around. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine, and you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, 
house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Please welcome to the show for our recipe segment, Abby Allen, of course, as usual. Welcome, Abby. Hello. Yes. And Mike is here. Mike Leach. Hello. First time saying your last name. Welcome (laughs) to the show. As usual, we start this off with a text message between Abby and myself. You gave me two choices. I don't remember what one of them was, but one of them I'm like, "Eh, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And then you said, well, I'm also thinking about a galette. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. So I want it. I'm an adventurous eater. If I haven't had it before, I have to have it. So I really didn't. So thank you for introducing me to what a galette is. Yes, I, I had no idea either. Mm-hmm. I, I and it. he didn't give me any options with the two either. <laughs> no. I, I looked it up, checked it out. and like, yeah, let's go with that. He said, yeah, I'm thinking sweet potato, apple, red onion, cheddar. But I can add a protein if you want. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> have to have it. And I suggested ham. You said, great idea. But we, you swapped that out. I swapped it out for prosciutto. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to turn this over to you shortly. But I want to talk about galettes. It's a French thing, Mm -hmm. but it is pronounced the way it's spelled. G-A-L-E-T-T-E. I checked. Yes. I quadruple checked that on four different sites with pronunciations. So it's not like like Merlot looks Mm -hmm. like Merlot. Mm -hmm. This is galette. This is galette. It looks like galette. It says galette. And they say, one of the things I read is it's typically free form and rustic with the dough edges folded up around the filling, which can be savory or sweet. So when I look at the photos online, just real fast at a glance, to me it looked kind of like a pie. Absolutely. But not completely with the, with the crust on the covering the entire top, but kind of like, like you had extra on the outside and you fold it over on yes, top. And there's right. still like a hole in the middle. It's like a rustic pizza of sorts. Right. It, That's it, what mm-hmm. I thought too. It mm-hmm. is. So, But I didn't realize until you made it that it is more like a pizza than an actual Flat like bread a pie. Pizza, right. But with more of a pie crust. Yeah, the crust, crust definitely gives yeah, yeah. the pie vibe. And also I read, it says, Italian cooks use the term crostata in place of galette. However, the crostata they have at Bella Brava has the top completely covered and it's lifted up like a dome. Mm. And, it's really, and it's really good. So maybe that's their own special. Isn't that more yeah. like a pot pie style, that crostata? Um, no. Okay. Because a pot pie, so the crust is right level on the top. It's flat. Theirs oh, goes up like, like a goes so up like it's a hat. like puffed. Like, yeah, it's puffed, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it kind of looks weird when it comes out, but when you open it up, it's... In- well, at, well, we went to um, Il Ritorno and did the, you know, the charcuterie board, and they had the little puffed, remember, Italian pastry, mm-hmm. and it was puffed, and that's kind of what it reminds me oh, of. okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was like little, little bread, and they said it's like a, you know, Italian cracker or whatever they called it or pastry savory pastry yeah so how did you decide on making the galette but wait before you answer that where did you get all your ingredients where did you go shopping (laughs) rolling oats rolling oats we want to thank you rolling oats for being the sponsor of our monthly recipe segment we actually have two now but next week we'll have a seafood Mm. recipe Mm -hmm. tell us about how you decided to do a galette and the whole process so as far as deciding on the galette it kind of screams fall for me because a lot of the recipes i've seen with galettes they have 
you know, apples or seasonal items that are squash, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, apple, honey crisp apples are so popular right now. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of decided on that. I'm like, you know what, let's make it the whole sweet and savory thing. So we got some sweet potatoes and the onions and the cheddar and it's just a very unique combination that most people would never really think to to pair together and then while you know shopping at roll and oats trying to select a a maple syrup you know i'm like okay i want to finish this with something sweet we got the dijon on the bottom i'm looking at the maple syrups this very interesting maple syrup that is flavored with monk fruit and it's Zero calories. It was like zero calories. Zero. And I can still smell it. It smells it's delicious. Amazing. What smells so good? What smells so good? What smells so good? And it's it's keto, it's paleo. They have another one too from the same brand, which is like has collagen and MCT oil. I'm like, all right, we don't need to get that crazy right. with this <laughs> recipe. But um yeah, so I was very intrigued with the maple syrup and all I mean and what they was ha- the brand again? It was um, Birch Bender's Magic Syrup. Maple bourbon flavored with monk fruit. And again, paleo-friendly, keto-friendly, no sugar, no calories, one carb. That's it. Awesome. And, and, you know, I have to admit that typically I'm one of those people that's like, no, I need to have the real stuff. Don't give me this fake stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And if any of our listeners out there are like me, guess what? I was just converted. This stuff is amazing. Yeah, you won't know the difference. I, if, if you didn't tell it's me better. that it wasn't actual maple syrup, I, just, I would have thought it was. No, it is better because, yeah, the bourbon taste too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it smells it amazing. It smells so I can good. still smell yeah. it. Yeah. You guys are going to have this scent in your apartment for the rest yeah. of the day probably. <laughs> cool. I think it says 111% delicious or amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's not, pretty accurate. Not to be uh, confused with 110, no, one, 111. M- Mike and I are going to pair it with a cigar. Yes. There you go. There you so, go. Just shoot Abby, it. you were telling us when we were eating how you made the pie crust because you made that from scratch and it sounded yes. really simple. Yeah, it's very simple. And of course, you can make it with just pre-made pie dough um but this has it's just flour uh grass-fed butter i use vital farms from roll oats and some salt and then some fresh thyme that i just plucked off of there threw in all oh, probably 10 10 or so stems of thyme and then you mm-hmm. put it in the food processor process it all until it's real crumbly empty it on a counter with a little bit of flour just so it doesn't stick and that's it it's delicious and i have one more piece of advice on this that crust was so amazing. I have to admit that left to my own devices, if I'm not, and I'm just doing it for myself, I probably would have just bought right. a pre-made crust. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to buy this crust. I don't do all that work. Mm-hmm. But now that I've had this, there's no way I could do that because I would be disappointed. Absolutely. So if you are one of our listeners that actually takes the next step and actually makes the recipe, follow the part to make your own crust it is totally worth it and it's so easy and it's so worth it it's just crumbles it melts in your mouth it's Mm -hmm. so good and it's great for savory or sweet galettes so it's very customizable this was a savory sweet galette and it was great and i love that um kevin wanted to add the ham to it because the cheddar and the ham paired perfectly with the other sweet ingredients so right but we did prosciutto i know yeah the one recommendation I would make on the, uh, the the crust is to roll it really, really thin. If you think it, you have it thin enough, you really roll need like again. paper Do thin. it a little thinner. Yes, okay. absolutely. And then we just brush that with a little bit of egg white and mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gets a nice golden color after it comes out of the oven. So Nice. And how many of these, Mike, did you uh, taste test? Well, this is my third slice <laughs> of, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Yes. Actually, even better with the, the magic syrup. Quite yeah, frankly. we were using a different syrup before when I was oh, testing okay. the recipe. So mm-hmm. we and, tried this one. And did uh, Haley try some as well? 
she didn't get to try some. She said, Haley, come over. <laughs> we should have made two. I know. Morning. We should have made two. I had enough topping, too. I only brought that up because Haley did video of it. Mm-hmm. She does blogging, writing, photography, just like Abby. And she does the video. So you will watch on the website. Check, go check stpetersburgfoodies.com. The recipe section, you will see this recipe there for the galette. And there will be a video with it. An amazing video at that. And mm-hmm. the person who videotaped it didn't get to try any yet. No. Nope. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> we compensated in champagne, though. She <laughs> And mezcal. Yes. <laughs> that happens around here. <laughs> so rolling oats. Everything came from there? Everything. Well, no. Th- okay, so the apples, which you don't have to use kind of Honeycrisp apples. I just like to use them this time of year because they're in season and they are so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. rolling oats has a great variety of organic apples. If you aren't going to use Honeycrisp, I would recommend using Gala apples, okay. which they have. So right. Yeah, and I would also say don't be afraid of any of these individual ingredients. Don't be like, oh, well, I don't like apples, so I'm leaving that out. Try it anyway, because when I looked at the ingredients myself, I'm like, does this stuff go together? I'm not sure. It certainly does. It does. But as we always talk about, always go with your gut too. So if yes. you feel like you want to substitute this for that, do that as well. It's right. the great thing about cooking. Yeah. Listen yes. to Lori. Not me. Hey, you've got me thinking. Peaches no, I'm might agreeing be good. with you. Yeah. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. But you might want to oh, yeah. put peaches instead of apples or this mm-hmm. or that right. because that's what you can and do. And you can with totally recipes. do it. Right. And we recommend a, is this Pinot Grigio we're having? Yes. Yes. We recommend a Pinot Grigio too. Yes. Doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and Roland Oats has an awesome wine selection. They do. So Abby Allen, Mike Leach, thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Until next month. Until next month. We will be right back. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads, with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm. 
but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Our guest today on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast is Tammy Gale, president of Savor St. Pete, which is a new event. Well, it's a reincarnation. Absolutely. of an event that's uh, been around for com- seven years. Coming to downtown St. <laughs> Pete uh, early November, and we're going to get into a whole bunch of details on that, but we want to learn a little bit about you first. And you already told me that you live on a 40-acre farm 90 miles away from here, but you're originally from Brooklyn. So how does a Brooklyn girl end up on a 40-acre <laughs> farm out in the boonies in Florida? Did you see Green Acres when you were growing up? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to her. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it has been a metamorphosis, actually, of moving all over from South Florida, which we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, Fort Lauderdale, the Keys, uh, Naples, Fort Myers, St. Pete, Tampa, and then finally up where I am, where there is no traffic light in my town. (laughs) (laughs) Zero. So you get around literally. Yeah, I should have a plane. And I'm always hungry. So that's, why, that's what brought me to this point. I know. I'm always hungry, too. I don't know what's yeah. up with that. So give us a little bit of your background, the, sure. uh, the Reader's Digest version. Okay. Because so, you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of stuff. And it all ends with eating. So um, I worked in, in media for a long time. I worked in radio and uh, just loved the energy behind it. And uh, it took me to uh, to a place where I was diagnosed with cancer about 15 years ago, and I decided that I really loved the fun part of what I do for a living, and I need to do more of it. And uh, we're only here for a limited time, so you want to have a party while you're here, and you want your friends and guests to have a party and, and kind of, you know, release all that negative stuff that goes on with a day-to-day job. So... I decided I was going to produce wine and food festivals. No stress there. No, no. (laughs) It looks all glamorous from the outside. Yeah, from the outside. You should see the warts. (laughs) No, it really is. It's fantastic. Um, We just, we juggle a lot and we're a two-person, a two-woman operation. Right. It's you and your partner is Jeanette Alderman. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually Edelman. 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 Sorry. Yes, that's okay. She's, um, she's our project manager, mom, uh, psychologist, the whole nine yards. So <laughs> she keeps everybody sane. Speaking of psychologists, nothing to do with anything we're talking about except, did anybody ever tell you that you sound like Lorraine Brocchio? No, I love her though. Yeah. <laughs> So I love that show. Everybody, you're right. She does. You just, every, we just started. He's never seen The Sopranos. We just started binging it. So yeah, that's true. We just I just started watching The Sopranos for the right. first time. At least I finally got to it. But when we were talking before we turned on the mics, and I thought to myself, I 
I pictured her in Goodfellas. Talk about it? Talk to you after what you just did to me? Forget it. I'm not talking to you about it. <laughs> I dated Goodfellas. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, remember? Yeah. Right. Right. That's funny. So you were in uh, radio, media. Yeah. Was there some, anything in between that uh, and the producing the uh, events? Actually, no. Um, uh, after the radio, I, I was in radio for a long time in a lot of different markets and uh, loved it. It was, it was a really fun gig. And I worked my last uh, uh, radio job was at WFLZ in Tampa for about five years. And uh, that was really a lot of fun. And then it was time to move on. I decided I had grown enough and learned enough that I wanted to do something on my own. And um, as my business attorney told me, I am completely unemployable. So (laughs) I could never go back to work for anybody else, basically. (laughs) I I get that. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot to be said for having your own business and and kind of um, hiring the people that you want. And, you know, I was joking, uh, Jeanette is my right hand, but during the course of an event, when we're down to the week before, we have a team of about 30, and Mm -hmm. I call them the dream team because we couldn't do it without this. um, We bring the band back together. It's Mm -hmm. like an 80s rock band, and we get 30 (laughs) people back in a market. We have so much fun. We work so hard. You'd never seen more sweat. And then our clients come in and and our guests, our attendees, and you have 5,000 people that are having the time of their life. There is nothing more energizing than that. Mm -hmm. Seeing that, stepping back and knowing you're a part of that and you created that, amazing, incredible. That's awesome. Right. And as Lori was saying in the beginning, this is kind of, it's a new event for St. Pete, but it's a continuation of an existing event was originally, uh, was it Uncorked? Uncorked, Clearwater Beach. Clearwater. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we're thrilled that you're here in St. Pete. And what was the reason that you came to St. Pete and it's no longer in Clearwater? So we had an amazing seven-year run. I mean, amazing. The beaches here are, you know, we know they're stunning. It was such a gorgeous backdrop. We had everything that could go wrong in Murphy's Law over seven years has happened. Right. Including last year, the tornado that hit Clearwater Beach was the weekend of our event. So Friday, (laughs) it came through. We were on the news, and it took down a third of a 30,000-square-foot tent. Oh, wow. Yeah. And our tent guys, who also part of the crew, came back in from Orlando and restaged it overnight. And then Saturday showtime, we were ready to go. So goosebumps. That's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, the alarms went off on the beach like it was a war. And, you know, that alert you to stay off the beach and get find shelter our team was calling each other we were like in the bowels of the hotel (laughs) underneath the ground and people were in bathrooms on the beach and that had heavy walls it was crazy you you become very um creative yeah when you seek shelter but it was wonderful we had a blast um i think that Essentially, what happened is we just kind of outgrew the space. Um, Mm -hmm. We were right by the pier. You could only go so large on the tent, Mm -hmm. um, and there's only so many places to park when you're down on the beach. And then, of course, the traffic, traffic. just getting there is really, really tough. So we knew that we needed a phenomenal foodie market um, that had a great culinary scene. We were approached by several cities across Florida, 
that were interested in in meeting with us and talking to us and we started going around and surveying the space what made the most sense and um, St. Petersburg with what's going on down here first of all has always captured my heart because I lived here many many years ago have seen the incredible growth yes I'm always hungry so I'm always down here (laughs) eating I mentioned that that's a common theme Um, and I just thought this would be phenomenal and then you know the pier opening that was such great timing Mm -hmm. so um, we talked to the city and all the powers that be and I think they were really excited they had actually come out to Cocoa Beach uh, I'm sorry Clearwater Beach Uncorked and loved what we did and thought it would be a great addition to bring an elevated level of food consumer we call it foodie road tripping Mm -hmm. because we attract foodies from all across the state and the region to come play with us Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to attract a lot of people who want to see what St. Pete has and the whole Bay Area because of the food scene in this market. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a lot of things going on. So in just this two-day event, it is November 2nd and 3rd at North Straub Park in mm-hmm. downtown St. Pete. And keep in mind, this year there's no Rib Fest. There's no Chill Lounge. Mm-hmm. So this is the, the event. The event, yes. So this is the it biggest is. and best. It is. And we are super psyched that you're here Thank in downtown St. Pete. So let's get into what some of the things are. And by the way, we have a drawing going to win two pairs of tickets. So two winners, they each get a pair of tickets. And we're going to Sunday's event. We're going to actually pick, we're going to pick the winners during the show today. Oh, exciting. Cool. We'll take a quick break and then we're going to get into all the details on Saver St. Pete. We'll be right back. Okay, Kevin, now it's time for you to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Everything on the menu at Salty J's, especially the Toss Big Blue, which is basically a giant hamburger salad with a ton of blue cheese. The buffalo chicken salad is really awesome. And I love their tacos, especially the uh, Placido Bio tacos and the Sweet Thai taco. Also, if you like burgers, the Big Tex Burger is a nice big monster one. I just want to shove that whole thing in my face. And then the, the Big J's Loaded Sirloin Philly. You love that one. Yes, I do love that one. It's so good. And Mrs. Salty's favorite massive hot dog. It is huge. It's a freaking half pound and literally as big as your head. Yes. So what's your least favorite food? Anything that's not from Salty J's. Goofhead. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Uh, duh. Salt or pepper? Salt. EJ's. And can you cook? Yes, but I'm not cooking anymore. I just go to Salty J's now. <laughs> Salty J's is on 4th Street North in the 50s, specifically 5625 4th Street North. Let's get salty. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? 
Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with Tammy Gale, president of Savor St. Pete, which is a new event for St. Pete, as we said before, but not really a new event. You've been doing this for seven years. Yes. So... What is the, the general, general overview? Overall, yeah. So we have, we have a, some stuff that's happening the whole time, the right. whole two days, and then we have specific things at certain times. So we'll do it in that order. Yes. How's that? Awesome. So we, obviously, the event is all about food and wine and beer, mm-hmm. craft beers and spirits. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do is really curate the very best that the Bay Area has and work with each of these different restaurants, breweries, and then on a national level, spirits and wines, mm-hmm. to bring everything together under one tent. So it, you don't, if you're a tourist and you don't know the area, or if you're a local and you're hyper-local, you know everything, we're going to find the best for you. And maybe even some you might not have tried yet, mm-hmm. and bring it all together for you and create this amazing experience where You've got your wines, you've got your beers, you've got your amazing foods, great music. It's just, it's, it's the next level above any food and wine festival that you've gone to locally. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we, we steal. We steal ideas. <laughs> we go to the best <laughs> events all across the country. We take everything that we like. We beg, borrow, and plead to make sure that these partners will come in and be a part of it. And we really challenge our brands to think out of the box and come up with a wow. So that is what this event is going to be. Without a doubt, this is going to be the wow event of Tampa Bay. So this is where a lot of the local restaurants get to show off a little bit. Shine. They are just, we um, have had several restaurants coming in from the Tampa Bay market, from Tampa, Mm -hmm. that want to be here, that understand that we've got a very um, seasoned culinary crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to showcase their chefs because we have some very talented executive chefs just in the Bay Area. Um, Some restaurants are super small and they just don't have the bandwidth to be at an event that has 5,000 people. So we're certainly not saying that this is all that's great. There's so much that's out there. And obviously, each year as we grow and the market grows, we're going to be able to draw from even more talent. But we have, nobody's going to go home feeling hungry or (laughs) unsatisfied after that weekend. Right. There's some events that we go to sometimes and we're like, we're going to have to go to to dinner 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 afterwards. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) Never at mine, of course, but I've been there. (laughs) So there's a a big... um, deal going on at this event where you've got this cooking with rock stars. Why don't you tell us about that? That sounds so so exciting. So I told you my background is radio. Mm -hmm. So I've been in, you know, I'm still a fan. I fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a fan for rock stars. Right. Um, Especially 80s rock stars because that was my, uh, when I grew up. Me too. So we, so, (laughs) you know, and that was fun. It was fun back then. (laughs) So we ended up connecting with uh, John Campbell, who's a producer of a new TV cooking show called Cooking with Rock Stars. Awesome. This is his first season. So what we talked about is actually doing filming of two segments at the event live on Saturday and Sunday. That's awesome. Yes. So we have the lead singer for Bad Company... He's a, a chef. He loves to cook. He'll be there on Saturday. And then on nice. Sunday, the lead singer for the motels. Huh? It's like I told you. 
only the lonely right. will be doing her thing and the whole band is coming out oh cool yes so um it's really really cool and they of course have fan bases that'll be following them and they're doing a lot of promotion to their uh they're based out of the west coast both both bands uh so we'll have a lot of fans coming in just to follow them and then from what I understand, they're actually doing a concert Monday night at the Tampa Theater. Oh, neat. Awesome. Yeah, for 80s lovers. So um, we're super thrilled. I mean, talk about the backdrop of a cooking show. Yeah. Instead of being in a kitchen, you've got Tampa Bay, the Vinoy Hotel. I mean, we're right That's at the awesome. Vinoy Basin. It's just going to be so cool. It's going to be so fun to watch and when it so comes fun. at. Yes. So what time will the rock star portion be taking place at each day? One, at 1.30. Okay. 1.30. On Saturday um, and Sunday. Uh, yes. And we said the dates, right? November 1st. November 2nd, 2nd and 3rd. 3rd. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, um, And it's the same lineup. We have uh, phenomenal, if you go to the website, which is uh, savertheburg.com, mm-hmm. B-U-R-G savor the berg uh it'll give you the lineup of all the restaurants all the breweries all the wines and all the spirits it's it's a ton yeah the doors open for general admission at one o'clock and we want to make sure everybody has enough time to get in because it's always a little bit crazy Mm -hmm. at the beginning when you're just registering it is a 21 and over event and we do stress that and you know, I think for everybody who's a parent um, or isn't a parent and doesn't want to necessarily be around little kids we don't allow baby strollers and we don't allow, you know, baby backpacks. It's just a grown-up event. It's your staycation. Nice. We want you to come out, eat, drink. You can have the best time, um, certainly responsibly, but it's just not a, an event where you want your kids around and we want everybody to have a joyous time. And, and I'm just going to ask this because St. Pete is such a uh, furry friend lover. Are the furry kids stay at home too? Yes, unless it's a service animal that is a mobility service animal. So yeah, unfortunately, again, what we worry about is crowds and having animals and people tripping or falling. And, you know, obviously that's an issue with baby carriages too. So Mm -hmm. um, we have dog parks that are down here that are fantastic. Yes. (laughs) And and they get to have their time. But uh, this is just a come out cocktail enjoy the magnificent view and next year this time we'll have the pier open so you know you'll see all the construction going on but next year it'll be a completely different landscape down there yeah it will be and we also are going to have demonstrations Mm -hmm. as part of the event as well Uh, tell us about that so that is one of the most popular parts of the event Mm -hmm. i mean everybody loves to have their their food and their drink but they love to learn Mm -hmm. and i think People totally. who, yeah, people who are foodies, or even if you're not really a cook, it's fascinating to see how easy it is when somebody who's really versed in knife skills, yes, and they yes. show oh, you yeah. little tips and tricks that you can take home, and it makes a world of difference. So we have a stage lineup every 30 minutes, another chef, and every all the bios are on our website of our chefs. Um, they are all seasoned chefs. Some are from out of market. Mm-hmm. So they're um, spokespeople for some of our brand partners, mm-hmm. our national corporate sponsors that are coming in. And um, we were talking earlier at the break that one of our chefs, uh, Todd Fisher, had his own television show in California mm-hmm. called The United States of Bacon. Uh-huh. This man knows bacon. Yeah. So I need to become a citizen of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. You get a passport if you come to his demo. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but he had he really is amazing with he's also a restaurateur. He owns several restaurants in California. 
Uh, he consults, and he also does. He's a spokesperson for certain uh, wineries, vineyards mm-hmm. out in California. Mm-hmm. He knows his stuff, and he just makes it so approachable. You never feel like a dummy. Every question's <laughs> a good question. He has five kids. Hey, man, I got five kids to be. He's very patient. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to be with five kids. (laughs) True, very true. But um, we have wonderful chefs from all different walks. Publix Apron chefs are there, and they're Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And I know the recipes that they're preparing, but I'm not going to share. It'll blow you away. It'll blow you away. So just fun to watch. (laughs) Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) No, that's okay. We have to keep some secrets. (laughs) That's okay. So let's talk um, tickets. So you've got the general admission tickets mm-hmm. are se- 75. 75 yes. apiece. Yes. Okay. And that's from one to four on Saturday and Sunday. Correct. And then you have VIP tickets and those are a hundred bucks a piece, correct? Yes. Are they still available? So Saturday is sold out. Okay. Yes. We sold out about a month ago mm-hmm. of, of VIP on Saturday. Sunday limited, but mm-hmm. what that includes is grand tasting. Mm-hmm. There are two tents that are loaded with food um, and beers and wines, and then VIP spirits area is a is a spirits lounge, and it has furniture and it has all the super premium liquors. Mm-hmm. So that is exclusive to VIP ticket holders and um, and sponsors. So that will have about 500 people a day in that area. And then we're expecting about 5,500 total mm-hmm. between the two days mm-hmm. in Grand Tasting. So it's going to be a fun... That's spectacular. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It'll be a great party. We'll have a lot of out-of-town guests that are here enjoying. Uh, the Vinoy is uh, one of our host hotel partners, as well as the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely encourage, if you're from out-of-market or you don't feel like making the hike back home, stay and play. You yeah. know, the event, totally. it closes at 4 o'clock. You guys are foodie connoisseurs. There is so much to do. All you so have to do to is do stroll down the street, and there's music, and there's art, and there's food, and there's cocktails, and, and you just turn three blocks and you go to an entirely different landscape of restaurants and the Mm -hmm. the flavor of that area museums and everything beautiful yes absolutely and we have our two winners oh would you like to i would love to okay our first winner is jennifer gordon and our second winner is Teresa johnson Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations, ladies. And they both won uh, two tickets so they can bring their husbands or friend or whoever. Each won a pair of tickets for Sunday's event. Yes. They are going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) And they should because they're going to have a blast. It's going to be great. So once again, the event is Savor St. Pete. The website is savortheburg.com. And it is November 2nd and 3rd at North Straub Park in downtown St. Pete. Tammy Gale, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Thank Tammy. you, thanks. Kevin and Lori. This was so fun. Thanks for bringing an awesome event to St. Pete, and thanks for being on yes. the show with us. We can't wait to see you there. Yeah. Thank Great. you. Wait. We'll see you all there. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. 
Our musical guests today are Josh and Chantel Lester from Love and Lament. Their new cover of I Melt With You drops on November 1st, but we'll have an early preview after we talk food and music. Welcome to the show, Josh and Chantel. Hi. Hello. Yes. From Love and Lament. Yes. And Chantel, you were here back on episode 29, which yes. aired March 19th, and we featured the song Someone Like Me. Wow, was that long ago? Oh, time wow. goes Time goes so fast, it's, it's ridiculous. Really yes. And that was also, that was Mike from Booyah was on that mm-hmm. episode. We interviewed mm-hmm. him. Right. And you've already done the Fast Five Foodies questions, so we're going to skip those. And yes. we have Josh here, his first time, your second time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you happened to mention in the email that you have a favorite food show, which is the Great British Baking Show. And it's on Netflix if anyone wants to check it out. Yes, I'm a little obsessed. Very, very obsessed. <laughs> Do you like it as much as she does? I, I like it, but <laughs> I'm a little burnt. You're like, oh, no, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You know you like it. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we have stuff like that, too. Not with the, the food shows we probably both watched. I, eh, we'll watch them for a lot. The ones, that, the other shows that we watch. And I'll get burnt out before Lori. And then she'll get like six episodes yeah, ahead, ahead of me. Yeah, I just go way ahead of them. Right. Top, top yeah. Chef. I'm almost done with all of the seasons of Top Chef, which is a lot since I never started watching but, it. Till, I've actually never seen it. Yeah. But totally un, unfood related. Game of Thrones. Mm. I'm on my. I just finished my third time through. What? <laughs> we never got through to all the way. We're stuck on four. Yeah. Episode four? No, no season four. Oh. Season four, but that's still really behind. <laughs> Episode yeah. four would be really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, say. You didn't yeah. try very hard. <laughs> like we give up on you. <laughs> so, so when you mentioned that in the email, I was aware of the show since I have Netflix, and you know, you're just like, what am I going to watch? You're going through. So I've seen. It run, go by me several times. I'm like, oh, okay, let me go check that oh, out. It's mm. So I only had time to watch uh, a half of an episode. Okay. Oh, so, man. But, here, but I, I wrote hand, handwritten notes because it was after dinner and I was tipping a few. So I'm like, I better, <laughs> <laughs> like, I better write this down. <laughs> but first of all, the British accents are fun right away. <gasps> mm-hmm. The things that they say, they say, whack it in the freezer a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whack it in the freezer. Just find a box whack of tissues first. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an amateur competition, at least yes. the one I watch. It's compared to the shows we we watch Top Chef and Master Chef. This is very low key compared to those to the American cooking shows. It's a soft spoken narrator, mm-hmm. at least on the half of an episode I saw. But interestingly enough, so they're British. Uh, Gordon Ramsay is British. They are way more mellow than him. They're so nobody screaming nice. at anyone on this show. I, I've seen, I've heard that Gordon Ramsay on like the. The UK versions is a lot more dialed back, so I don't know oh, if that's just right. an American thing mm-hmm. that they want. It, it, it is. I mean, I've heard he's everybody. like such a nice guy and more yeah. of a teddy bear than he is. They want cutthroat yeah. in America, yeah. yeah. Right. And in Britain, they want they're like they're all helping each other yeah. and yeah. encouraging one another. Here, you're not done. Oh, let me help you. I'm like that would never happen right. here. No. <laughs> right. So I just have one more thing that I'm going to hand it over to you, and you can tell us all about your favorite show. The show I watched, they were doing it was cake, and then specifically Swiss rolls. <laughs> And the, the host, hostess says, there's basically two ways to make a Swiss roll. And one of them is you can push Roger Federer down a hill. <laughs> He's a Swiss tennis player. Oh. Yeah, I, I know who he is. I was going to push him down a hill, Swiss roll. Uh, <laughs> it's her joke, not mine. I'm just reporting the news. But, but they she's, should, a, she's a hostess cupcake. Yeah, but they, they have like this, like a flat piece of cake and they kind of roll it. It almost looks like, like they're rolling a sushi roll. Yes, and they're always worried about it cracking. You'll hear them talk about that. Yeah. I don't want to see any right. cracks. Right. <laughs> so, how long have you been watching the show? 
Um, this started last October. I actually, I'm going to give a little credit to another musician, my best friend, Taylor Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were traveling to Ohio State University for her to perform. And on the way back, she is watching this on her phone on the dash, which... Was she the one driving? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, did you have your seatbelt on? Yes. Good. And I was actually legit scared and also intrigued. So it started with it started with that. This is on Do Not Disturb and it's not <laughs> happening. And if you could see me, I'm holding my phone off the table away right. from me. <laughs> it started with uh with her and then I was hooked, came back, became obsessed, and I recently got my mother hooked on it too. And yep. she doesn't watch anything other than news, so I feel like I have reformed oh, wow. her. <laughs> no, oh good. my god, that would be so anxiety-inducing. Mm. Just watching yeah. the news all the time, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I turn it off after like five minutes. Right? You're like I have cured her anxiety. It's yeah. it's through the Great British Baking Show. So, do you bake yourself? No, not really. I feel like this is going to happen now. We're in the middle of uh, renovating our home Mm -hmm. and we're having a kitchen island built, which I will give credit to the show because I got the idea. I'm like, we need a kitchen island after watching that show. They function better. (laughs) It's cool having a kitchen island. The trick is to not let a bunch of stuff pile up on it yeah, yeah. Look, i know from experience Kevin's. just kidding yeah. <laughs> so you so you bake vicariously through the show vicariously for now i have baked key lime pie in my life she hasn't done it since it was like literally 2009 or 10 so when you were Ooh, when you were out. just dating no, no <laughs> you were married yeah. you were married we've been married now for 10 years so oh, nice yeah so I got to get back to the uh, honeymoon phase where I was actually <laughs> baking things. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk music. Okay. Yeah. You guys, you do your own originals and you have a very unique style mm. that I really like. It's, it's, it's mellow. It's dreamy. This time now you are doing a cover. Mm-hmm. I Melt With You. Most people probably know it. By mm-hmm. Modern English came out in 1982. I did it in my band in 83 and 84. Okay. When uh, it was still fresh. Where, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. and, and, you know, we did it. Our cover style was to where we did it to try to make it sound exactly like Mimic. the record. Mm-hmm. Right. Unlike where you guys are like, hey, this is our, our version. This is how Love and Lament would do this song, which is really cool. What I didn't know until I did a little research to prepare for this yesterday, there are others that have redone this song. Oh. And I couldn't believe how many. Yeah. yeah a lot. You know? A lot of punk. Well, there's, there's five that I could find. I haven't listened to any of them. I didn't have time, but there's ne- Mest, oh, 2001. Yeah. That's yes. my favorite. Novel Vague, 2004. Dacian, Jason, I, can, I swear I have not had a drink yet. Jason. I'm the one that had a drink at lunch, not him. Yeah. Jason <laughs> Mraz, 2004. Sugar Cult, 2005. Natalie Imbruglia, 2015. Ooh. Ooh. So basically... It's Ma- Natalie Imbruglia. Imbruglia, that's what I said. I would have no. said Imbruglia, too. <laughs> so, I'm with you. <laughs> This is a tough show, man. Imbruglia. <laughs> Just wanted to say. So basically, modern English is like, yes, please pay us royalties because this is <laughs> yeah. what we got. Yeah. Right. So your version <laughs> is a little on the dreamy side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very the, whimsical. The harmonies, by, yeah. the harmonies are amazing. That's Thank one you. of your things. Thank All you. your songs, your harmonies are amazing. Maybe a, a slightly slower tempo than mm-hmm. the original. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what what are the uh, so there's acoustic guitar mm-hmm. who's playing guitar me okay yep. what what's the, is it a six or a twelve string a uh, six string six string okay yep and you kept it in the original key key of C yes yep. there's a twelve string guitar 
Acoustic 12 strings usually. Oh. Oh. For the, 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 it makes a fuller <laughs> strumming sound if you're doing a lot of mm-hmm. strumming stuff. Gotcha. The Eagles use them sometimes in a lot of other bands. Anyway, and what's the, the keyboard that's in there? Oh, there's multiple. There's a lot of, uh, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's um, this tag team, almost like an echo, but they're two different keyboards that mm-hmm. are being used. You'll hear one that's closer to middle C, and then you'll hear another one that's like up an octave or two. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually two octaves above that gives more a twinkle mm-hmm. and then we have one that's a little bit more substantial i can't even tell you what those were called they're written down somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> in our office yeah, I'm sorry. And, and there's some bass notes in there too yeah i think from, yeah, from, I did, from, a, from a synth or something i think uh, i used organ <clears throat> synth well and i i did uh track a bass guitar in the song mm-hmm. too okay cool yeah nice yeah i sound very technically like i know what i'm talking about i don't it's more <laughs> I know what it needs, and it's just a matter of me finding that right sound. Mm-hmm. And then the million times that we're listening to it, we're like, oh, you know, it just needs, you know what this needs? More piano. <laughs> it's like the cowbell thing. Yeah, yeah. How more much cowbell. piano can we shove in here? I gotta have more cowbell. But it ended up creating this back and forth kind of um, busyness mm-hmm. to it. And we were like, it wasn't even planned. It just... Yeah. When we heard it, we were like, yeah, we like that. We mm-hmm. like what it's you know doing there. So Nice. Yeah, and we find you guys online on Facebook at Love and Lament, mm-hmm. spelled out A-N-D, Love and Lament. And Josh and Chantel, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Here we are with Love and Lament's really cool, dreamy version of <laughs> I Melt With You.
Comments on last week's show with Reno Coez and Jason Sale from Tropez. Alexia Gonzalez says, Officially my new fave spot in town. Amazing food, vibes, and people can't be beat. Yurik Griffin III says, This is a great little interview. Joey Dascalady says, What a team. Sam Schmidt, Heard it. Nice job, guys. Bob Rappaport, Great time Saturday night. We'll be around. Okay, it's a date. What time? Catherine Anzel says, Look at you two. Great job. Chase Selmeyer says, Miss Sherino, keep it rockin'. Chana Stewart, my brother, I'm so proud of you. Jason Sale, I love you. And Jason's mom and dad commented too. Lily Stewart, so proud of the man you've become. I'm bursting with pride. You go, boy. Love you always. Steve Sale, great interview, son. And his uncle chimed in too. Jimmy Sale said, looking good, nephew. I'm listening now. New items on stpetersburgfoodies.com include the uh, new recipe that we talked about. Sweet potato, prosciutto, and apple galette. It is amazing. And we also have a review of Neighborhood Joe Coffee Shop. Next week on the podcast, we have Ken Hoyumpa and Jeff Connolly from the Grassroots Coffee House and a new fishmonger recipe. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Tammy Gale. Joss and Chantel Lester. And thanks to our sponsors. Rollin' Oats. Engine number nine. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. Salty Jays. And, and Booyah, Booyah Ramen. Ramen. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. I thought this was a high-end restaurant. Why am I the only one wearing a tux? Oh, sorry. I should have told you rich people are done with fancy clothes. Now it's all $1,000 t-shirts that look like they were stolen off the homeless.